and Yo. we're live and we're live and we're live. Welcome oh to God, the Diran Diran Cartel Show. We are live. And we're live and we're live and we're live. It's time. Hey, today we have Mr. Paul Moore, the Godfather of mental health. One of my mentors, someone that's actually helped me out a lot in the last few years. Someone that's an unbelievable speaker. Oh, thank you, sir. Someone that has amazing presence in the flesh. Thank you, sir. Someone that makes an impact all over the world. Jesus, my balls are tingling right now. Someone that carries Louis V bags, <laughs> unbelievable glasses, night trainers, <laughs> tracky D's <laughs> all day long. Let's give it up for Mr. Paul Mort. I feel like we should have a round of one of those round of applause buttons. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll add that into there. Hey, bro, do you know what I was thinking? <laughs> Me and you have done three podcasts. Yeah. But we've never done your podcast in person. No, we haven't. Yeah, this we did is it the on first Zoom, time. That's right. Yeah. 100%. The first one we did, I think it was when uh, when COVID hit. Yeah. It was in lockdown. On right? yours. We did one. It, we've done one. Actually, we did two of that. Other players, innit? Yeah, on, I was yeah. on your ones for the yeah. both ones. And I know yeah. you filled me in because someone didn't turn up. You just rang me, innit? I had a spare, I had a spare hour. <laughs> <laughs> During the booty call, like, who's, who's free? The booty call <laughs> never <laughs> will come through. Yeah, I'm up for a podcast all there the time. You, go, man. Man. you know what? When I started that podcast um, during lockdown, I was in my tiny room in... Um, in... Wandsworth. Wandsworth. And I actually, the setup was I attached the mic to my clove rack and I bought a beanbag... <laughs> And I was recording Shit. from there, making sure all my roommates were shutting the fuck up That's every mad, time I was recording. That's yeah. mad. I know. Dude, it's... I used to do a podcast on my phone. I remember that. I used that. to walk on my phone, record it in my headphones, done. Yeah. yeah. And then I spent big money on a studio and I've hardly used it. There you go. Why not? Trying to get people to South Shields is uh, it's quite challenging. <laughs> you, what about for the people that don't know where South Shields is? I mean, there's lots of people that listen South to South Shields kids. is right in between Newcastle and Sunderland. Yeah, uh, it's where the Great North Run, one of the biggest half marathons in the world, finishes. It's yeah. where I'm probably the most famous person from there. <laughs> before like uh, Jade from Little Mix, Chris Ramsey, Rosie Ramsey, uh, Joe McAldry that won the X Factor from South Shields. I've never heard of any of them. Ah, you <laughs> shut <laughs> off, my dickhead. You know, Paul Mo. There you go. <laughs> South Shields' most famous export. Yeah. yeah, there you go. And yeah. you love it. You said you don't want to move from there. Dude, right? I love it there. Well, well, let's flash back to like 2012 when I hated living there. That's why I moved to Marbella, innit? What? I bought into this whole... But here's the thing. Then I was very sad. Like, I was sad. I'd, I'd followed the whole cut all the toxic people out of your life. Only, like, don't surround yourself with negative people and that. And guess I was left with, like, literally just me. Really? So I didn't understand people then. But really, I was one of those people. And you know, you all met people like this and you're like, oh, I, I just hate people. The reality was I hated myself. So oh. yeah, I hated it when I left South Shields and then I moved back and I don't think I'd ever move again. What did you hate about yourself? I was a liar. I didn't like what was looking back in the back me in the mirror, both physically, mentally and emotionally. Uh, I, I had no purpose or direction because I'd made it, right? Yeah. Um, I just stopped. What was making at that point? Was it... Um... So business-wise, business I was doing wise. the marketing muscle thing, okay, the lean yeah. greens thing. Yeah. Um, and I was just kind of, I'd just kind of withdrawn from the world. I'd bought into that four hour work week thing as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, I love that book. It's incredible, but yeah. I was living this kind of laptop lifestyle, but I wasn't, I was just living behind the laptop. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, when you yeah. Just, it's like, it was like going in, do you know when you did that mad quarantine shit? Yeah. Yeah. I just became like that for about two years. Really? Yeah. Like I just, I hid from the world for a bit. 
Yeah. yeah. And at that yeah. time, you had the family? You had the family? Yeah, I had it. So Max was born in 2012. Nina was born in... Uh, Max was born in 20... Fuck this up. <laughs> Careful. Let's Max, is, Max will be listening. <laughs> <laughs> he loves him. You know, he's 10 years old and loves a podcast. No, he was born in 2011. Nina was born in 2013. So yeah, I was a dad then. Yeah. What was it like having a baby and hating yourself at the same time? Do you know what's mad? I can't remember. Is it because you don't want to remember? Or is it? I was it off my tits. Really? I was off my lips, yeah. So I was drink, drinking, sniffing, sniffing through the day. So I'd be, I'd be doing... Um, I'd be recording like webinars and I'd be writing newsletters and shit and I'd be having a line in between really? breaks and shit. Oh yeah, dude, it was bad. What to like up you before a Just call? Just to up me, yeah, because, and then I got put on meds and the meds that I was on fucked me up a little bit. Like I can't, honestly, that time in my life, I can't remember that much about. Like really? I, I remember doing a podcast with my friend Chris Brown and he was like, remember when we did this? I've known him a long time. He said, remember when we did this? I'm like, I did that. I said that. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what you were talking about that Gary Vee yeah, podcast yeah, yeah, that I did? Yeah. Like, what was he like? And I'm like, I can't remember. Do, do you think there's a part of your brain that's forcing yourself not to yes. remember because yeah, definitely. you're in a good place right yeah, now? Yeah, definitely. Because if you wanted to like look look within that, because yeah. there's been there's been things about myself that I've kind of wanted to block out because maybe mm. I didn't want to deal with them. Mm. Do you think going back and dealing with them is the right way to move forward? I don't know. Sometimes I think there's a skill. Everyone's like, oh, forget about your past and that. But actually that's we think about this, the, the traits that I love the most about myself, the things that I like the most about myself were all forged and developed through yeah. those hard times. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the reason I love being around people so much now and the reason I'm always looking to connect with people and go to group things, I would never train in the gym on my own, ever. I just don't enjoy it, but I love being around people. Yeah. So I think that's came from the fact that I hated being around people for so long. Like now I feel like I'm trying to fill a little bit of a void. So the things that I love about myself the most, the resilience that I've got, the, I mean, I was just thinking there, this time last year, I did that David Goggins challenge with no training. Oh, four yeah. miles every four hours for 48 hours with a 20 kilo backpack fuck and a torn that, pec. Fuck that shit. And a torn pec. I hadn't even had a surgery. So I'm like those, but I wouldn't have been able to do that unless I'd been through all that difficulty. So I think, I actually think measuring backwards can be very useful if you do it skillfully. Fair enough, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Skillfully yeah, looking yeah. for lessons rather than l looking for what you did well rather than looking at the shit you yeah. did wrong all but the time. Like, at the same time, not worrying about what you did or what happened, but no. learning from them. I don't regret a thing. Yeah. Nothing. Like even the bad shit that I did, I know that everything that I did, well, you know this, mate, everything that we did led us here. Yeah. I can apologize for it, yeah. but I'm not going to beat myself up for it because you've got to consider at the time, in our past, we were doing the best we could with what we knew. What you knew, yeah. And now we know better, but we didn't then. Exactly. And that's and that's why you know better. Yeah, of course it is. Because you went through that, right? Yeah, the only thing that, the only regrets that I ever have are like, I wish I'd started things sooner. Like, I wish I'd started JIT sooner. Yeah, well, yeah, I bet yeah. you do. Yeah, of course. You know yeah. what I mean? I wish I didn't wait until I was fucking 39 or 38 or whatever. I wish I stopped playing football sooner, sooner so I can yeah. do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish someone yeah. pulled me aside and said, Darren, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I wish I started Instagram sooner. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Know. Yeah. I know. Oh, I'm not saying about that about TikTok in a couple of years, time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> fucking dancers on TikTok. Yeah, TikTok's shit. a weird one, though, isn't it? I do something like, I don't know, the other day, do you see me do that weird banana thing with my mouth? Yeah. Yeah, I put that on TikTok and that's got like over 100,000 views. It's Stupid weird. Stupid things like that. It is weird. That bang on TikTok. Yeah. But again, it's another way of kind of engaging. Yeah, it is. Uh, but my daughter's on there. Yeah. Yeah. Is she allowed to be on there? She is. She's had two accounts banned. Really? Dude, I caught her trying to buy followers the other day. What? <laughs> I was like, What's this charge on me card from TikTok? 
was like, did you try and buy followers? She's like, yeah. I was like, don't do that, man. Question you for you. Do you reckon your son or your daughter is going to have pressure growing up from your lifestyle, who you are, and how people look at you? It's a good question, that. I'm a good podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> Someone say world class. Um, I don't know, you know, maybe, maybe I know the teachers follow me on Instagram. Yeah. Um, but they're good kids, so. They are good kids. Do you and, know what I mean? They're so different. they both have that spark. They're so different. They're so different to each other. Um, and actually, she'll be listening. One of Nina's old teachers, I said, I got asked a question about being a dad and I said, it was like, do you find it hard? I said, yeah, it's, it's one of those things though. It's the most challenging, but it's also the most rewarding. And then it, let Nina's old teacher comment and said, oh, both your kids are incredible. And I was like, wow, thank you for that. Because everyone says that. Yeah. They, might, they can both be little assholes. Yeah. But you know what I mean? But will there be an extra pressure? Mm, I don't think I'm that big a deal. So we'll see. We'll see. Max is going into the comp. So he's, yeah. he goes into the comp in September. And I think that's when... Yeah. Primary school is easy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, easy. Yeah. It's chilled. It's laid yeah. back. And then you go into the comp where all the other schools, yeah. all the primaries, that's the, I think that's when your challenges of being a boy, especially. Yeah. And I'm, I've never been a girl, so I don't know. I think, and that's when your real challenge starts, isn't it? I think um, you, you saying you're not a big deal, mm. you might think that. And I think we always have that sort of mentality because yeah. I think we're constantly trying to grow or yeah. whatnot. But to him, you're probably a huge fucking deal. He follows me on Instagram now. He follows you on everything, <laughs> yeah. right? He, sees he, loves, I, all, he but, loves the contacts that I've got. But I remember at your show, yeah. at a live show in Newcastle, yeah. I, was, I was in the booth across your family. And I remember... The whole time. I remember his head yeah. on the railing, yeah. just watching you and smiling at everything that you said. Really? Yeah. So that's yeah. like, must be a crazy proud moment yeah, for you dude, dude, as yeah. well as him. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was, you can't see anyone in them you shows, can't see right? Anyone. But yeah, mate, no. I was very surprised because he's so quiet. I was surprised when he was the first one on stage and Nina wasn't. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He loved being on the stage. Yeah. But dude, that, that moment there was when on the stage at the end where all that confetti was going on. That was a cool scene. That I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know that was coming. Yeah. I thought him and Chris, I thought Luke and Chris Williams were going to set off those little fucking party yeah. poppers. And then next thing I know, all this fucking confetti everywhere oh, and I turned around and both my kids are on the stage and I yeah. was like wow that's cool now, even now I'm tearing up a little bit thinking about yeah, that that's yeah, emotional yeah, yeah. That's I cool. mean, you can't I don't know if I'll ever be able to replicate that ever with all my family there all my friends there would you want to? I mean I wouldn't mind topping it yeah. I wouldn't mind doing 10,000 people at the arena for but, example question is it ever going to be as good nah, as that first nah, one? nah you never nah it's never, it's nah. never that same feeling nah it's a fuck because when you try to what I realise is and this has happened a lot with me, like with uh, when me and Smith first lived yeah. in Bali, yeah. when I had my first show this year, yeah. when when I first made some money and I bought something nice. Yeah. I don't think you can ever replicate that same feeling. Either. And yeah. I think when you go back and try to relive it, you're like, nah, it's yeah. not the fucking thing. I think same. it's because it was unplanned as well. Like, yes. I was like, you know that confetti was supposed to come out when you came out with those t-shirt guns that didn't work. Yeah, right? I fucked up. You came out, <laughs> you blew his early. Yeah. And then he, you came out and then the conf So I thought it had just gone because I was looking at Luke and he was like, and I was like, it was gone. And then when it came out in the end, and that was a lot of fucking confetti. That, that Bro, place it was, was in the fuming. bar. It was in the bar, the yeah, confetti. I and I was, so I think it was also because it was unplanned. It was unplanned. You know what I mean? It was unplanned. They were there. I was like, what are you doing? And they were dancing and there was water all over the place and people were loving it. It was yeah. wild. That, yeah. What was, um, any nerves before that show? No. I, I, there was no nerves, but I feel like I My saw energy it. was high. I flipped switches into let's fucking go. 
You see me flip? I saw you flip, but yeah. before backstage, I was backstage yeah. and you were quiet than usual. Yeah. But that's because it's like game day, right? I like You're to be my own of... space when I'm in that. Yeah. Like zone. whenever I speak, whenever I go, and you've been on a stage with me a couple of times, sometimes I like you just fuck off for a bit. I'm just like, I need to get my head in the space. I get some 100%. music on, get in a game. And then, yeah, but was I nervous? Nah. Nah. And yeah. do you know why? I've spoken a lot at a lot of places, but really, because for that show, you probably saw, I'd practiced like fuck. I'd rehearsed yeah. a lot. Leslie, my wife, forced me. You need to rehearse twice this week. You need to rehearse. Yeah. And it was full rehearsal. Like we were on a stage, lights, music, yeah. everything. The, the, the microphone going out. And the, we yeah. practiced all of that, which meant that it was easy for me to think I knew if something fucked up, I'd be okay because I'd already fucked it up. It wasn't like, you know, I didn't have slides yeah. that I could read off. Yeah. Nothing I could read but because you know I could what? fuck that up. I think it's impossible to fuck up a show for yourself because it is you. And also, stories. Yeah. No one knows whether they're the right story or not. No one knows whether I fucked it up apart from me. That's why exactly. I love, when I speak, that's why I love to tell stories. Yeah. People get involved with them, but you can't fuck up your own experience. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, 100%. I'm not telling somebody else's story. I'm not reading facts off a slide. I can't mess it up. I'm just yeah. reliving an experience that I've had. Yeah. I was, um, Every time I've opened for Smith, because yeah. I had, because it was the first time experiencing my first ever show, yeah. right? This year as well. And on my first one in Manchester, I wasn't nervous at all. Yeah. And not being nervous at all yeah. made me a bit nervous. Yeah. I was like, yeah. this sh I should feel something. Yeah. Why am I not feeling something? Yeah. Because when I was opening for Smith, I always get some butterflies. Yeah. And I think that's because I'm opening for someone else and I want to do well for my best mate. Yeah. So in my head, I yeah. was thinking, when you go into your own show, like for yeah. yourself, you can't fuck up. Yeah. Because it's... I was more nervous, I suppose, about people were going to turn up. Because this was it. This is it. People don't think this, but I have self-doubt like everyone else. Oh, yeah. And well, when like imposter syndrome, fuck off. I don't think that exists. <laughs> it's a fucking, it's a fucking dickhead. <laughs> made up term, made up discomfort. You mean? All right, wait. Discomfort. We're gonna go into that. I, I, I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this toxic positivity thing. I'm like, toxic's just a standpoint. It's not even a. It's just your. You know what I mean? It's just your view. Yeah. Anyway, talk about so, this discomfort. So, yeah. the, so this self belief thing. Yeah. And the same happened when I launched that first, the, the book that I did last year. Yeah. The, the, I was mostly worried about going into an empty fucking theater. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I wasn't worried about the talk because I'm, I've practiced, I'm rehearsed and I love doing it. So I'm not going to get nervous very often about something that I value so highly. Know what I mean? It's, it's, this is what I love to do. It's my, my thing. So I was mostly worried about, I remember speaking to Luke about this and he was like, listen, if me and you are going to do an event together, I'm used to hotel conference rooms, right? I'm used to that. What I've did he that. say? He said, I am not doing Paul Mort at the Marriott. <laughs> <laughs> he said, so we're either doing it big or we're not doing it. Next thing I know, he's like, oh, I booked Time Theatre. I was like, fuck right off. Thousand people, fuck off. And I was that was the main thing I was worried about. Yeah. Because getting a thousand people in a room with my following, we talked about this before, is incredible. So you guys that are listening that were there, uh, thank you so much. And if yeah. you weren't there, uh, we've got London coming up. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that was the thing I was worried about was co coming into a room where oh, half the seat's going to be empty here. Oh, so I didn't know this, but apparently selling tickets is the hardest thing ever. It is. I didn't know this. Yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah. And I was chatting to a few people about it. So I was like, selling that many tickets. That many tickets, a lot of tickets, yeah. man. Because there would be a lot of like influencers that you know with a couple million followers 
that probably can't sell 200 tickets. No. Oh, dude, I know so many that cancelled, they've had to cancel gigs because they didn't sell enough tickets. There was people two weeks before, there was a major comedian was meant to do a show there and it got cancelled because they didn't sell enough tickets. A major comedian. Really? And he's on the singing, the mass singer. James is not a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this, uh, yeah. So this, um, yeah, so I was worried about that empty room thing. Because the thing is, when you do it in a hotel room, when it's my event, this is a, a little insider sneak for when you're a speaker or you run a seminar or a or a anything that's like a conference, you yeah. can take seats out. So if if I think I'm going to get 150 people in the room and only 100 turn up, if I know that only 100 are coming, I can take 50 seats out and it looks jammed. Yeah. You can't do that in a fucking theatre, can you? No. <laughs> so that was the thing that I was most concerned about. Okay. Yeah, not the talk, but getting people in the room because... It's no joke, God. Yeah. That was a crazy night. But I did it anyway. Like, do you know, I, I think this is a big thing. And I did a video on it last year and I got loads of shit for it about this. Uh, you have to believe in yourself. I'm like, well, what if you just did the fucking work anyway? If, so, you, if, if people didn't get, I didn't believe I could fill that. I don't believe that I can get this paperback book deal that I'm talking about. I legit, I'm like, how am I going to do that? <laughs> With my following that there's no guaranteed sale. I'm not a doctor. Do you know what I mean? I haven't got a big profile. So how can I get that on the shelves and do the Smith? Did you believe that you'd be something though? Oh yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I believed in my message and I believe in showing up anyway. So yeah. until, you know this Emma Ranacarnu that, that won the US Open? Yeah. So she proved my point. She is the first ever qualifier to win the US Open ever. She booked a flight home before the tournament even started because she didn't think she could win it. Really? She didn't think she could get beyond the qualifiers. But guess what? She just showed up and kept hitting balls. Yeah. She didn't believe she could, like, regardless of whether we think it's a fact or not, whether she's made it up or not, she'd booked her flights home. If that's an indication of not believing you can do something, I don't know what is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, she just did the work anyway. Do you think that makes a big difference depending on the personality type though? Because I think like not having... I think some people use it as an excuse. That's oh. what I'm saying. Oh, I need to believe in myself, so I'm not going to do it. But if you just did it anyway, just do the work anyway. Mm. Yeah. You don't I believe you have to get the result to do the Like, I don't believe I can win this blue belt comp that I'm doing, but I'm going to show up and do it anyway. Yeah. I'm to just going to show up. To be fair, I went in like that. I came second. Mm. I didn't think about you go, it much. You'd like to win it. Yeah. You'd like it. We've got goals. Of course, everyone likes to win. But you just need to show up and do the training. Yeah. It's a training that matters, not all that shit. Do you know what I mean? Because I do realize there is a big trend, and obviously this year, January, new goals, yeah. new this, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Everyone's like, I get this a lot. Hey, yeah. dude, I can't wait to do your program, but I just want to get a little bit fitter before I do the program. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. That's the point of the fucking program. Yeah. Yeah, just get, get started. Just get started. Just get started. I think that's the thing. You don't need to believe you can get the results. I mean, it helps, by the way. I think yeah. it helps. But what if you just believe you could do the next workout? I'm just going to do the next workout. I believe I can turn up. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, of that's, course. That's what all success is built on just continuing to show up. Consistency, yeah. right? Yeah. The yeah. only way to get better at it is by doing it. Yeah. So you can read about it, yeah. You can visualize about it, but unless you actually do the work, it doesn't matter. Yeah. What um, you know, when you were talking about when you were in that headspace in 2019, was it? No, not 2019. 2014. 2014. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, when you were in that headspace, um, what were you thinking then in terms of like <laughs> believing in yourself and doing it? Because you you were still doing bits. You were still doing. I remember I'm still making cheese. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember your first seminar that I went to, I saw you speak, mm -hmm. you put your Stripe account out. Yeah. <laughs> that was and, 2019, yeah. And the words that you said was, I know you wouldn't, you go, half of this yeah. went up your nose. Yeah, I did. I did, <laughs> yeah. Dude, back then, 
back then, I mean, that was a struggle because you think about it, you don't end up, listen, you don't end up suicidal by accident. You don't end up depressed by accident. It was a series of habits that I'd been partaking in, a series of habitual thoughts that led me to that point. It's like, if I looked back, if you look at your life now, it's a result of your previous habits, full stop. Yeah. You look at your body now, it's a result of your previous habits. If you look at your bank account now, it's a result of your previous habits. So I'd accept that actually I didn't end up here by accident. I'm not broken. And I think the only belief that I had was, well, I'm not willing for my kids to be those kids whose dad, who didn't have a dad. I wasn't, that wasn't me. And I suppose then I just become, someone asked me the other day, actually, when did your, how long did it take for you to, to get changes in your body and your life back then? I was like, I wasn't measuring it because I knew that it was a new life. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, I, was. I wasn't, I wasn't even getting weird regularly. I was just like, well, this is the way I have to live now. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I was just, I was just like, let's just embrace it. And this is, this is. It's either that or. That was it. Or do you have I can't be, I can't be unwilling to stay the same and unwilling to do something different. I've got to be unwilling. If I'm unwilling to stay the same, then I've got to be willing to change. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it boils down to a lot of the time. So my self-belief then was rock bottom. I mean, I already achieved a lot in terms of business. So I knew how to make money, but everything else I was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to have to suck it and see. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't have to show up. There's only one way to find out, isn't it? Yeah. What What do you feel about men showing their emotions? Um, men that men men. I think men end them. up showing their emotions anyway. I think they just wait until it's late, so they end up exploding. Yeah. So for me, um, the the analogy that I like to use for men not showing their emotions because it's not always about crying. It's not always about. Telling you, telling everyone about every emotion, but what men tend to do is, and I've worked with thousands of men, is we, we, we feel these emotions. But it's like, do you know when you're in a pool and you've got a beach ball, mm -hmm. and you push the beach ball down under the water, and it's fine, but then as soon as you take your eyes off it, it goes and covers everybody. That's what men are like. I like that. That's what men are like. So their their feelings end up coming out anyway. I'm gonna note that down for to use it with yeah. calories. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they just explode. Yeah. Instead of, and I think this is why I think that men need to have some kind of outlet as well. That's why I love jujitsu. It's why I love boxing. Do you think men sometimes purposely force to do that outlet when they have the options to open up? Because mm. I think some men like that attention. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. I think some men like that attention. And I've I think seen that, it. I mean, I can do the same for women. I think that you, you yeah. think about this. I talk about this all the time and you got to consider how many people I've worked with. Yeah. I've worked with a lot of fucking people for a very long time. Yeah. And you've been coaching for how long? I've been, well, I've been coaching in some way, shape or form <clears throat> since 2000. Yeah. Year 2000, 21 years. I've been coaching men in terms of mindset, mental health, mastering their emotions since 2016, 2017. Yeah. And we've done it very well. Thousands of people. And I always used to think, well, why would somebody who hates their life get tools, techniques, and strategies, and then still not do anything? And I used to be like, this was me for a long time. And I'd be like, because they, we were often not aware of it, but there's a secondary gain that we get sometimes from staying the same. So I was like, I knew what to do for two years before I get my shit together. The reality was I liked the, I didn't know how else to get attention. So I disappear for two days. I turn my phone off. So my wife would wonder where I was. I've got no problem admitting this. I'd turn my phone off. I'd act up, I'd act up a little bit like kids do. Yeah, yeah. When they stamp their feet to get the parents' attention. Yeah, yeah. Or they're like, dad, 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 dad. What, man? They do it to get your attention. So often, we just don't know how to walk. We, I didn't know how to ask for love. I didn't know how to express how I was feeling. So I just act up. Is that because... I didn't know what else to do. 
Because uh, I was a spoiled little arsehole, probably. Fair enough. I was spoiled when fair I was enough. a kid, yeah. 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 Fair I enough. didn't know how else. You think about it, if you don't get an ice cream, what do you do? You scream until you can get one. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. And do you think, you know, when you said <clears throat> asking for love? Yeah. Do you think, why do you think men struggle with that so much? Because I'm only saying this because I'm only saying men. Because they feel like, women, possibly, but I've never been a woman, so I don't know. Exactly. But <laughs> men, uh, women obviously feel this as well. Yeah. Okay, but let's be honest, when it comes to men with this sort of stuff, mm. it's the feeling of, I guess, weakness. I don't yeah. know. What do you feeling think? Feeling of weakness. I My challenge was that I felt like, again, you got to think of think. You're going to use a word there. You can use it if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, we feel like pussies. We yeah. feel like wimps. We feel like, well, I'm supposed to be the big strong one in this relationship. Whether like it or not, that's how I felt. I can only express my experience. Yeah, that's fine, yeah. We feel like we're meant to be the strong one of the relationship. We're meant to be the big macho man that brings the in the bread. Yeah, that does this. Yeah, yeah. There is pressure. Or we, we probably create the pressure ourselves, to be fair. Yeah. There's probably not pressure from anywhere. We create our own pressure. Yeah. And for me, that was certainly the case. And I just didn't know... I also didn't know how to give it very well. I think often we, we, we don't know how to ask for it, but we don't know how to give it very well either. So I didn't know how, how else to give love. So then therefore I couldn't, I didn't know how to get it back either. Mm. So it was just this whole, this whole thing. And I felt like I was, and I think the challenge that a lot of men have these days is that we don't, we already feel like a burden sometimes, particularly when we're low. So it's okay to say, this is talk. A... It's okay to say talk, but I already feel like a burden. Because I'm a pisshead, I'm always on a sniff, disappear for days at a time, I'm tired, I'm horrible to be around. So yeah. then putting on another yeah. one on my wife saying, hey, I'm really struggling here. Yeah. If I already feel like a, a sack of shit. I already feel worthless. I already feel like a, a, a burden. So I certainly don't want to place more on her. So talk, but one, who do I talk to? Yeah. I'm worried about how they're going to react. Yeah. What are they? And you're also worried about they might use it against you. Yeah. How do I say it? What yeah. do I say? How do I talk about it? How will they react? What will they think of me? So this whole talk thing, this is my problem with the whole mental health game right now. Talk about what? Who to? What do I say? Who's going to understand? That, well, that was my whole thing, man. I was like, no one gets it. No yeah. one gets it. The reality was they did, but I didn't know. Do what I'm saying? I think that's why my work has, has gone down quite well because when I talk about it, people are like, oh shit, you're yeah. describing exactly how I feel and nobody else has done that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting conundrum. The, for whole, sure. the whole burden thing is so accurate. Huge, especially man. when you're like. And I didn't want to be mollycoddled. Yeah. I didn't want. Oh, everything's okay. You're doing. It. I didn't want that. I actually needed a fucking wake up call. Yeah. I needed a. Sl and it's not a man up. <clears throat> I just needed someone to say, dude. Get yourself. Scared. I get it. I get it. I totally get it. But this didn't happen by fucking accident. Get your shit together. Yeah. And actually, bit of an exclusive. There's a lady who I talk about in my book uh, called Donna. Donna was on suicide watch. So basically she had to sit in my house to make sure I didn't jump off a cliff. Was she at your show? D no. Okay. No, I haven't seen her for about four years. I think you mentioned her at the show though. I would have messaged her at the show, definitely. You did, Because yeah. she used to look at me over the top of my glasses. She'd come to my office. She'd come to my office at my house to see how I was getting on. She'd look at me over the She was like, you're fucking hungover, aren't you? And she used to, she, she didn't even have to say it. But she was like, listen, I get it, Paul. And this is the vibe I got. From, I, I get it. But you need to get your shit together. It didn't happen by accident. You didn't appear by mistake. If you want things to change, you have to change. No, no, it's not going to get better by yourself. You Did you listen to her? Yes, eventually. Why? Because she didn't mollycoddle me. Because you respected she, her? Yeah, she didn't mollycoddle me. She gave me, she told me the truth. Yeah. Actually. 
and a lot of people aren't ready for this. She she was one of the first ones that told me the fucking truth. You did not end up here by accident. Which gained your respect. It did. And so it you did, listened. Yeah. yeah. And I think and, this is the biggest problem with mental health. Yeah. I'm hearing fucking annoying influencers talk about this mm. without getting no one's respect first. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel yeah. like, and I've seen a lot of male actually influencers start mm. talking about mental health. Yeah. And I don't fucking believe it. Yeah. It doesn't seem genuine the to me. The description of it, you can tell by the way someone describes it, that yeah. whether they've been through it or not. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, I'm... I, I suffered for so long that I'm able to describe it in detail, but even still now, I'm not I'm not fucking perfect. I mean, that no. long COVID experience that I had, where it disappeared for weeks. Yeah, I know. That was the hardest. I message you. That, uh, that <laughs> time there when Matt was in a coma, yeah. when I had this long COVID thing, I still couldn't train jujitsu because of my pec. Like that whole, that last year was the hardest, sorry, not the hardest. That's a wrong word, wrong language. The most challenging year that I've had since 2014. Okay. But also, like I said about the kids, the most rewarding because I yeah. did some mad shit last year. Yeah. Mad shit. Yeah. I mean, sign, doing that deal with Spotify where I signed with Spotify, the gig, the live show, the 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 income, the book, the contacts that I made. It was Last year was amazing. But also, my friend died. This time last year, died 45, heart attack. Yeah. Blew, me, blew me mind that. I struggled with that. Then I got COVID. Then I got long COVID. Then I, and I told me peck. Then I got banned from driving. So it was a real... That that year was was challenging, but at the same time, those are the ones that you also learn the most from. That's when you learn about yourself, man. When it's hard, when 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 things like that happen with um, people's lives, yourself and yeah. anyone else that goes through any of this stuff, um, what is your mindset when all that stuff is going? Do you are you are you in there? And I think this is really important for people mm -hmm. to hear because mm -hmm. there's my outlook, but I want to hear yours mm -hmm. for someone that's gone through some mm -hmm. shit. Right? What is your what is your mindset in that moment of time? Is it tomorrow is going to be better, or yeah. I need to pull myself out of this, yeah. or I'm just gonna sit there and fucking let it all out? So I'm not a I'm not a um, and I hear this a lot in my game. You got to consider my game. You could call me a life coach, but I hate that just because of the connotations that come with it. Yeah, yeah. Because that life coaching game is all fucking live, laugh, love and shit. Well, I kind of get. Do you know what I mean? But I hear this phrase often. Oh, well, just sit with it and let it go. I'm like, how? How do you do that? Out your ass? <laughs> yeah. And where do you, how do you let it go? Yeah. Like, you, and you hear this all the time. I'm like, you're telling me stuff that's all theory. And I think this is why I get asked on the, I was on the radio this morning and I get asked a lot of the time, why does your stuff, why is it resonate with people so well? I'm like, because it's practical. I'll tell you what to do. Mm. Do. And I'm a man and I'm, I'm not even that practical, but I'm a practical man. I like to do things. Yeah. I'm not just going to sit there and th you can't think your way out of depression. No. You can't, you can't think you're out of anxiety. And this doesn't mean always go for a walk. It's just like, well, okay, what can I do? What am I learning here? What can I do? How can I use this? I mean, I, a lot of last year, I just couldn't do what I would love to do. Couldn't get on a stage. Couldn't train jujitsu. Couldn't get, couldn't do a lot. So I just had to focus on what I could do. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, okay, well, what can I do? I can't do that. What can I do just to feel a little bit better? Yeah. And then at the same time, this is going to sound really crazy, but I know that all of the challenges that I've been through has given me some kind of gift, right? And when I'm in a challenge, I'm like, all right, what's the, there's, there's a gift in here. What am I going to learn? What am I going to learn? I'm going to be better when I come out the other side of this. So I think that, and again, I do talk about it, but at the same time, there's something that I learned way back from my deepest, darkest days with that I know it's going to pass. But if I can do something to speed up it passing, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. So yeah, I have a bunch of stride and that's why I love journaling so much. Do you, do you like the struggle? A little bit. 
So do I. I like a bit of chaos. Someone asked me the other day, is anything in your life not planned? I'm like, not much because you can't live the, you can't do what I'm doing at the level that I'm doing it at without planning. Full stop. But at the same time, I like a little bit of chaos. Like I haven't got a train booked home to go home today. I'm cool with that. I like a bit of flexibility, but um, yeah, I like the, uh, I like a little bit of the struggle. Not the suffering, but I like a little bit of the struggle. The mental struggle or the work struggle? I don't have the work struggle because I haven't built my life to do shit that I hate. Nice. Like, do you know what I mean? I haven't yeah. built my business. I didn't get into business to do shit that I hate. Yeah. If I wanted to do that, I'd stay in the job that I had when I was younger. But I built my business in a way where I don't do things that need motivation. Yeah. So it's like, if I've got to create a PowerPoint presentation, I hate doing that. Yeah. So I get someone else to do it. Yeah. I get somebody that does like doing it. That's and good I guess it. not always about money. Sometimes I call in a favor. Do you know what I mean? Who can introduce me to that? Who can open that door for me? Who can do this? Who can do that? Who could who could I pay to do that part for me? Yeah. So I don't, in work, in terms of doing the work, there's never a massive struggle because I only, I build my tasks around things that I love doing. So I don't need motivation and I don't need willpower to do it. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's much value in constantly having to force yourself to do shit that you hate. I agree with that. Yeah. But do you think there's an element of... Oh, sometimes you have to eat shit. That's what I mean. Sometimes you have yeah. to eat shit. Because I feel like sometimes... For example, I love jobs. doing this, but I don't particularly like traveling here. Yeah. But I can't get here yeah. without traveling here. Yeah. Because you need to have... If you don't have, say, like those shitty jobs and yeah. stuff, I don't think you can appreciate what you do and nah. how you feel today. Nah. Well, I, even now, I still have to do things that I don't like, but I'm like, okay, once <clears> this <throat> is done, how can I, A, never do it again? Yeah. B, get someone else to do it. Yeah. Or C, just delegate it. Like, oh, sorry, just stop doing it. Yeah. It's like everyone, especially in business, but everyone to, thinks they have to be on every platform, like TikTok. Yeah. I'm just like, no, I'm not going on. Yeah. But to get to that point where you're delegating, you went for an element of struggle. Yeah, of course. You know? Of and, course. And I think this is what a lot of people with their New Year's resolute, like whether it's fitness, mm -hmm. business, mental mm -hmm. health, whatever, mm -hmm. they think they can just get to say your position right now like that and be like, I'm not going to do anything I don't like because yeah, yeah. Paul Mort said this yeah. or Darren said yeah. this and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. bruv, you got a fucking, there's an element of struggle that well, you need to do. What's interesting, Darren, is that, isn't it weird that the things we don't like doing are also the things that we're shit at? Exactly. We don't mind doing the things oh, that we're great at. Of course. Yeah. Of course. So it's like going to the gym. I don't like going in the weight in the gym and lift, sorry, excuse me, picking things up and putting them back down. Yeah. That's just not my game. Yeah. However, when I'm in shape, I don't mind it so much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. It's just that element of eating shit for a little bit. Exactly. And there's something I mean? weirdly empowering about that. Even, I know you love your ice baths and all that. Yeah. Like, let's be honest, sitting in a, an ice bath in the morning, it's not fucking, it's not really pleasant, is it? To begin with, as in going To begin in, with, you're right. To begin with. Yeah. And then when you come out of it, because that's an element of struggle, you yeah. sitting in an ice bath for two yeah. fucking minutes, yeah. right? It's an element of struggle. What's the feeling when you come out? Amazing. And that's the same Actually, with- Actually, the element of struggle is the bit before I even get in. Yeah. Exactly. In. That's the hard part. Getting in, jumping in. I think I just I made say it. jumping. I'm, yeah. I'm talking about a slide in. Slide in. No jumping here. I think I just made my own analogy with the ice bath there. and comparing it to something else. Yeah. We'll write that one down. Yeah. Clip, clip that. <laughs> Big man, clip that. But that's a case of. Yeah. I just have to commit to starting, getting in. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't want to. And I think that's the great thing about this is that if I'm seeing improvements, a yeah. brain loves progress. Yeah. Brain loves to see progress. Yeah. So if I can show it progress, the struggle bit's a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I like if you. someone so so people talk about consistency and they talk about progress. And I'm like, do you know what? You've got to have multiple things you can measure. Like, for example, if you 
if someone's not losing weight, it's easy for them to give up. Mm-hmm. If that's the only number they're tracking. Yeah. <clears throat> but they've got to be starting to track the reps. That, is that, are the lifts going up? Are they, or is that rest period coming down? Yeah. Is that rest and heart rate dropping? Yeah. Are they just showing up to the yeah. gym? But I think if you get caught up in just one way of measuring success, it's hard. But I think also a lot of people get carried away with, like, I get the point of like, oh, the sky's the limit with your fucking goals and shit. But yeah. when you're hitting huge goals and you're getting no reward, how are you going to stay consistent? Yeah. You yeah. need that dopamine hit. Yeah, you do. Right? You just have, that's why I just like multiple ways of measuring shit. What would you say to someone when it comes to goal setting this year then? Uh, what's, what well, was the, or what's, what's the way? I've got right, a couple of things. Let me made. ask your goals. Yes. Let All me right. ask your goals and then you can tell us how you set them and how you thought about right, them. So, and so I think I, that will help. I have an amazing strategy that I use. Um, it's called, I start with a vision. So I start with writing down and this is a big, not a law of attraction thing, but it's a big, it's called the hot pen technique. So for 30 minutes, I can't stop writing. Even if I write, I don't know what to write. So I set a timer for 30 minutes and the the, the statement that cock, I'm giving away one of my biggest secrets here, bro. Cheers, man. Big money this. <laughs> so I write down, it's 2025. My life has been a great success and I'm grateful because, and then I just keep writing. That's nice. my three-year vision. Sometimes that's eight pages of A4. Then I'm like, I then go 12 months. How will I know that I'm a, co- a third of the way towards these three-year goals? And that's when it starts to become mechanical. And then I go, how will I know I'm a quarter of the way towards those goals? They become my 90-day goals. And then I go, how will I know I'm halfway towards those 90-day goals? They're my 45-day goals. And then I'm like, okay, what are my seven-day goals? That, for me, is the key to living an inspired life, is to be able to take a big vision and shrink it down so small that you take action on a daily, tiny little steps. That's, that's for me, the key to living an exciting fucking electrifying life is to be able to take a big picture and take it daily. Now, I think the reason people struggle with inspiration, I said, whenever you're, I say, whenever you're not inspired by your goals, it's because they're too much about you. The goals that mean the most to you are the ones that somehow involve other people or involve impact on other people. They're the ones that you can get the most excited about. And actually, this is what I love. I love a goal where I don't know how I'm going to pull it off. Okay. Where I don't have to, where I don't know the how-to. Everyone knows how to get in shape. Everyone. They don't do it. They know how to. The problem that they've got is it's too fucking boring. Mm. The goal's too boring. If you think about some of the most fulfilling things that you're most proud of that you've done, at some point, you had no fucking idea how you're going to do it. No idea. True. Like though, so I'm like, okay, what's my goal that I've got no idea how to do? There's got to yeah. be at least one where you don't know the how-to and you've got to start asking who, not how. Who, not how. That's my favorite question right now. Who's gonna, who's who's already doing that? Yeah. Who do I need to be around? Who do I need to add to my peer group? Who can open a door for me? Who can give me that intro? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who's already done it? Who, who have I got to get around? Do you know what I mean? That, that who thing it's such an important thing because I said this to you in the car on the way over. I'm like this, the biggest challenge that people have is they're trying to change the habits, change the behavior, but they're still hanging out with the same people. Yeah. Who's, and I said to you in the car that when you're, when the people that you hang out with are in direct competition to your goals, you're just left with that willpower vibe and that runs out. If you put me in a room full of 10 fucking smackheads, if you leave me in long enough and I would consider myself quite empowered mentally, I would eventually become the 11th. Put me in a room full of 10 millionaires. Because you think your willpower will... It'll run out eventually. It'll run out. Yeah. Because you're getting hit. Environment will always beat willpower. Yeah. Always. Yeah. 
know what I mean? It's mad because once you put yourself in an environment, yes, one small environment where it's like all about growth and mm-hmm. all of that stuff, as soon as you tap into that, you raise your standards, you raise your standards, yeah. you start attracting more people like that. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, five years later, yeah. You don't talk to anyone. And I never mates. say, I, I'm, I'm always like this. I'm, I'm not saying dump your friends and family. I'm saying, no. like, if you just rolled with white belts, would you get better? Oh, of course. No. no, no. You got to roll with people that are no. better. So, because the, the false shit raise the, your standards because yeah, you want to yeah. fit in. Of course. So, a peer group, I always talk about this. We all have, every peer group that we have, we will modify our behavior to get their approval. Yeah. Right? Because we want to fit in. It's like, it's a law of conformity. We want to fit in. Yeah. So, the problem with most of us, we lower our standards to fit in. You need a group of people. That's why I'm down here. Yesterday, I was around a group of people where I was one of the lowest earners in a room. Funny you say that. I know people that dumb their self down to have a conversation with people. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay every now and again. It is okay. It's not like... Your standards and your your results go hand in hand. Yeah. Like your results, you want to see what your standards are with your body? Look at it. And I don't don't even think those sort of things come from bad intention. No. I I sometimes think it's... It's human nature. It's human nature. It's human nature that I want to fit in. But also... I sometimes think it it comes down to not trying to show up in front of that group of people or mm. show off mm. or to look a certain way. Yeah. Because sometimes I think people fear, I don't know if better is the word to use, but sometimes they fear of being, I don't know, the better one in the group because they get shut yeah, down. Yeah, because you'd call it bragging. Yeah. Are you know, you're bragging again, are you? Yeah. Like, yeah, I am. I talked to Dr. Mike about this, actually. Yeah, really? Mike, was sh- he shared this, he shares his before and after photos every now and again. He's yeah. like, some people get triggered by it. I'm like, yeah, but for every one person that gets triggered by your results, 10 people are fucking inspired by it. Yeah. This is why I will never, ever apologize for my results. Yeah. If you're triggered by it, that's your problem. Yeah. You're triggered by it because you know you can do better. You know what I mean? Yes. If I'm ever triggered by someone that's more successful... I need to fucking look in the mirror. See what the fuck is wrong. I need to look in the mirror. Why am I so triggered by he's my greatest teacher? Why? Because he looks like he's doing better than me. Yeah. Yeah. And you know the only thing though, the funny thing is, we only get triggered by people who seem to be doing better when we're fucking spectating. Yes. When we're in the (laughs) arena, when we're on the pitch, we don't have time to see how everyone else is doing. No, no, you're too busy. Because I focus on ours. But when I was sick last year, one thing I noticed, I was was scrolling and it never made me feel better. Because I was sitting on the sidelines, it felt like the world was passing me by because I couldn't do anything. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that was a hard time. But yeah, if you, if I'm, I'll never apologize for producing any results in my life. But the worst thing about that is you doing that, right? A lot of people get stuck in that negativity for mm. so why is fucking it not, long. Why is and it not blame me? the fucking world? Yeah. Blame everything else. Yeah. Everyone just ask else. the wrong question. Other than, yeah, yeah. Instead of saying, uh, inst- uh, they, everyone goes, oh, "Well, why can't my can't my life look like that?" How? Who? How? Or who? How can I? How can my life look like that? Yeah. Look, look like that? And who can I get to help me? Who yeah. can support me? It's not always about hiring a mentor. The amount of favors that people will do you. Do you know nah. what I mean? No. I'm I'm like, so, there's a lot of people that are willing to help. No. I mean, how, how many times did I hit you up for email shit? Yeah. I asked you. I was like, yeah. I didn't. I didn't even know what email marketing was until I uh, met Smith. Yeah. I knew from like big companies and yeah. stuff. When I met Smith in Australia, I was fucking, I was unbelievable on the gym floor. Well, you got to think about then you helped him. Exactly. On the gym floor. On the gym floor. Yeah. And then I saw that and I asked him, where did you, where did you start this? He goes, you need to do email domination with Paul Moore. Yeah. What did I do? I hit you up. Yeah. I messaged you. I did your course. You yeah. put me on your course. Yeah. You know, and I think, and there's many people scared. like that. Yeah. And it, also, I think though, and I'm glad you've said this because I think we'll give up after asking one or two people. Yeah, oh, oh, well, he didn't reply to me. Oh, well, he didn't get back to me. But fucking hell, do you know how many people I've emailed to try and get on the podcast? Mm. Fucking hundreds. Guess what? Most of them have said no, but I'm okay with that. 
Yeah. Do you, you know, know what I'm saying? You know why? You give up after it. People do this with email. They send five emails and one about that made a million quid. Yeah. Try sending one six days a week for fucking 10 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what? I'm going to try to look for my first email. I mean, that was <laughs> fucking shocking. I had no fucking idea. Mine had pictures in it and shit. I had no fucking yeah. idea. But it's funny you say that because I think a lot of the time when people do ask, because mm-hmm. what I think happens is... We take is it what, personally when they don't get they replies. take it personally. It affects... It, it, it taps their ego, right? It, it like, oh, who's this person that can't fucking reply to me or whatever? I've got a blue tick. Why didn't he reply to me? <laughs> or whatever the fuck it is, right? And I think this is why I think it's important. Not that it can't happen when you're older, is... I think you should take every fucking shot and go for everything that you can whilst you're young, yeah. right? Because your ego isn't that big. Mm. When you start getting jobs where you're making a bit of money, right? Whether it's a standard job, whether you're yeah, earning yeah. 40K, 30K, yeah. 20K, yeah. whatever it is, yeah. you start getting used to these certain luxuries in life that yeah. you don't want to give up on. Yeah. And when people don't give up on these luxuries, yeah. they find it hard to let go of those things, to go back down, mm-hmm. to try something that will have a much better outcome in the years to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't yeah, sacrifice yeah. it. Yeah. And then they get older, and I'm saying this because I know people that talk to me about this stuff, and then they get older, regret why they didn't do it, mm. and then talk shit mm-hmm. and be negative towards what you're doing because you sacrificed whatever you did at the time. I see this with footballers all the time. Yeah, you do, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You see footballers, oh, they're overpaid this and overpaid that. I'm like, well, if it's that easy, why aren't you doing it? Exactly, yeah. Because at 16 years old, you were just as good as him, but you couldn't stay off the fucking booze. Exactly. They yeah. said that they never, they can't drink. Yeah. And people, I hate, I hate seeing footballers get so much shit. Yeah. I'm like, they can't fucking socialize. They get, they actually Mate, hardly get home. any time off. They're never nah. home. Never home. They're always nah. away. Yeah. Always away. I see him, man. I'm like, oh, yeah. Hector, I chat it to drives him. me insane how much away. shit that they get. Yeah. They're always I'm like, away. If it's that easy, why aren't you doing it? Exactly. This is why even a Boris might be a fucking idiot, right? Yeah. But I'm like, I'm, I get that. Why aren't, if you're so fucking smart, why aren't you an MP, mate? Yeah. Because you're a lazy fucker. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. It's a funny old day. Uh, because you're a Twitter politician. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a Twitter politician. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a funny thing saying, and again, I've probably been caught up in it when I'm spectating. Yeah. When I'm sitting on the sidelines, not pushing myself. I don't even notice what a lot of, I mean, me and you have to talk about, did you see that post? Did you see that post? Yeah. And we don't even see each other's posts. Why? Because we're too busy exactly. doing shit. Exactly. I know saw, what I mean? Someone got triggered at this actually the other day when I said, um, I don't watch anyone's, any of my, <gasps> only my close friend's stories. And you know what? I'll be honest. I'll watch the fucking story if I'm in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch it for a minute, bro. I want to see how I want to see what I'm looking. Story. How, how am I looking, big man? You know, I'll look at that. But other than that, why? I'm I'm there to create. Yeah. You know, I'm there to yeah. create. It's a, it's a it's a strange old thing, like yeah. People have people have taken the whole for me, Paul. Why don't you comment on any of my stuff? I'm like, because I haven't even seen it, man. I'm I'm busy. Yeah, I'm doing shit. You know what I mean? I'm not. I don't, I get asked a lot of questions about a lot of different things, and I'm like, most people's problem is that they're too busy thinking the way to nowhere I get asked it's funny there's a lot of questions that I get asked I'm like what makes you think I've got the answer I've got a job interview any tips I'm like I've had a, I haven't had a job for 22 years this year <laughs> how would I know the answer to that I've employed a few people but I haven't had a job for 22 and also get asked how do you get over a breakup I'm like bro I've had the same girlfriend since I was fucking 16 fair enough you know what I'm saying however the answer to a lot of the questions you can ask me how do you get over this how do you do that how do you do this and I'm like the secret is you are, most people are, they're not working towards anything. Yeah. So all they're focused on what they don't like and what's gone wrong. I'm like, you need this. You, for me, sorry, vegans, you need a fucking animal to hunt. People's biggest problem, they're just wandering through life. Yeah. Drifting. 
yeah. one drama to the next because they don't have enough of a fucking mission that really, I'm just working on this mission. Yeah. You know, so I don't, there's a lot of stuff that I don't notice. I don't get triggered by it because I'm working on the mission. Do you believe, I believe this to a certain extent. Actually, I do believe it. Mm-hmm. I really do think we already have like all the answers. Mm-hmm. But I just think we always need reassurance from others. Yeah, and we often just haven't been asked the right question. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why I'm master coach of the year, bro. Because I'm willing, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's why I wanted two times around. They told me, yeah. we've seen your coaching and you're not afraid to ask horrible questions. Yeah. Like dark questions that most people wouldn't have the balls to ask a client. I'll ask them. Do you know what I'm saying? And I think that often I'm just, the problem is that you're asking, no one we're talking about there, why is my life not like that? Yeah. Instead of asking how, the, the only thing is different is the question and questions are the steering wheel of the mind. Yeah. So we have a lot of the answers. This we're is just, why I love Zoom calls with yeah, clients. Yeah. We just haven't been asked the right question yet. Yeah. Someone said to me this morning, why do I get more, I do a lot of work on my mental health. Why do I get more than anxiety? I'm like, who told you it was anxiety? What if it was just your body providing you with the right amount of energy you need to fucking smash the morning? Yeah. The only who said that? Who made up imposter syndrome? Yeah. Who made that up? Talk to me about that. Who invented... So I get it, by the way. Do you not think that when me, kid with two GCSEs, told them I'm bipolar meds for life, <laughs> hardly any followers on Instagram, thought when I was on that stage at the Time Theatre that somebody could have said, you don't know what you're talking about. Of course I thought that, but I just don't put a massive label on it. Don't need a label. Yeah, okay. It's just being uncomfortable yeah it's like someone said to me the other i didn't know you were bipolar i'm like i'm not i'm paul moore i'm paul moore i'm not <laughs> bipolar or i have bipolar i'm like i don't have it it was just a medical diagnosis so it's the same and i think that my problem with imposter syndrome is i think it makes i can't see how calling it that can empower anybody okay i can see how it can keep you stuck but i can't see how it can be empowering i'm probably gonna get shit for this yeah I feel the same about anxiety. Yeah. I, f- I feel the same about anxiety. Mm. You tell a fucking eight-year-old or a 10-year-old... Shouldn't know what it is. That, shouldn't know what it is. Oh, yeah, my son. My son's got anxiety. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course he fucking does. You just told him he's yeah. got anxiety. Yeah. Of course he's I got agree. fucking I got, anxiety. I get asked about all the time, will you come into schools and that? And uh, I'm like, yeah, I'll come into comps. But anywhere younger than that, they shouldn't know... I don't think, I didn't know what it was. No. I didn't, we didn't have these discussions. No. I think focus on physical health and you'll put a lot of the mental health. Because then it dictates the way you should live your life. Yeah. Or the way you should be. And this is something that I learned from Robbins. He was like, you don't have anxiety. You, you can't catch it. It's not contagious. It's like you can have coronavirus. Is that what he says? Yeah. Yeah. He said you can't catch anxiety. It's not contagious. It's created. Yeah. It's, you create it through, and again, this is, you can give me shit if you want, but th- there is an element of, it might be passed down a little bit. You might be more prone to anxiety, yeah. but it doesn't mean that you have it. You don't, yeah. It's not a disease. Yes. You know, you know what I mean? You know when I think, I'm fucking loving this podcast. Yeah. It's fucking great. <laughs> I love talking about I love this shit. shit. Yeah. yeah. You know what else I think? How You're not born it, anxious, right? Who? Where did you catch it? Nah, exactly. Who did you catch it off? You know how people catch it? Huh? When life's too perfect. Do you think? Yeah. Mm. You know why? Because I think sometimes people look for problems. Yeah. When, and well, I, and dude, I had, you're on point here because you got to think the people that suffer the most from anxiety are the ones that are creative. Okay. Creative intellect. So if I'm not solving problems, um, uh, you got to think about this. Your brain's a problem solving machine. Yeah. You give it a problem, it'll try and solve it. So if I'm not, um, if I'm not solving enough problems, my brain will start looking for them. Yes. Think about anxiety is inventing problems that don't exist yet. Looking or creating. It's a future based thing. Yeah. It's a future. What if this happens? What if that happens? I'm like, the thing is, you're caught up in thinking. Yeah. Get, yeah. Just 
get doing. Dude, you know my story, but you know the yeah. flight story, right? Yeah, of course, of course. On, yeah. the, on the train here, so the last time, I actually, it's interesting, I hadn't experienced any kind of panic attack or anxiety for a long time because of what I've learned about anxiety. And in September time, I'm on the train, the cross-country train, which is a shit train to Birmingham, to Warwick University to go and speak at an event. And I was under, I wasn't under prepared. I was under the weather. So I had this long COVID thing. I was struggling. I actually vomited on the train. It was awful. And on the way back, I didn't have anything to do. All I had was my phone, no Wi-Fi, nothing else. Guess what I did? Started getting anxious. Because I didn't have anything to hold my attention. Didn't have anything to watch. Didn't have any work to do. Didn't have anything to read. Yeah. So I'm sitting there like this and I'm, and I start getting anxious because I've got nothing else to put my thoughts on. Yeah. Fuck, how long is this going to take? It was dark. I can't see out the window. We're we even moving. It's rattling a little bit. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Tried to ring Leslie. No reception. Yeah. <gasps> and I just started inventing these problems. And that happens for a lot of people. People yeah. that, and it, right now, this health anxiety thing is a bit of a challenge for people. Yeah. But we're only, we only, we're only anxious when we're thinking about the things that make us anxious. Yeah. You create, because. So you can't just, the thing is, you can't just stop thinking. No. You just have to be able to do what's called diversion, which is diverting your focus and your thoughts somewhere else. Yeah. So my iPad for on the way home, I've got loads of shit downloaded on there. Dope. Have you seen Dope Sick yet? No. Oh, bro. Disney Plus. Have you seen that new thing with Will Smith, Nature Show? No. Oh, dude. Oh, what, on National? On, on, I've seen it. Yeah, no. Nah, I've only seen one episode. I've watched the trailer, cool. but I haven't watched it. It's cool. I've got loads of things to watch. It. I've got work to do. I've got things to write. I've got yeah. so many things where I can just be like, I can't get anxious. Yeah. I haven't got time. Yeah. Because I'm, I won't even think about being anxious because my thoughts are somewhere else. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. This it's gonna be like obviously doing cartel Mr. Neil 24-7. Yeah. Anytime I don't do that and I go for a walk. Yeah. Keeps me busy. Yeah. Keeps my mind busy. Yeah. And this is why I've been getting loads of story questions lately. During when are you going to Australia? Are you gonna go back to Australia? All this stuff. I'm like, nah. It's, and people think I'm crazy for this, but I think life's too easy there. Mm. Great beaches. Yeah. Beautiful people. Mm -hmm. Great coffee. Mm-hmm. Even minimum wage is fucking great. You can live a good life in mm -hmm. Australia on minimum wage. You've got mm -hmm. everything that you need. Mm -hmm. When everything is so perfect, mm -hmm. you start creating problems. Yeah. Or you could just get busier. You could get busier there. You could get busier, but yeah. I like the element of struggle. And I think when we are busy, like you said, mm -hmm. solving problems, we don't have time to be yeah. anxious. No. People say you don't want to slow down. And I think that it's not, for me, it's not just about achievement all of the time. I'm like, I like the chase. Yeah. I love the chase. I find the chase electrifying. Yeah. I find going after the mission exciting. Yeah. I might fail. I might win. I might lose. I might win. It might be positive. It might be negative. But guess what? I'm just, I'm going after it. Yeah. You know what? This is a great time to actually talk about this. Like, in, a, in the last week, I've been thinking a lot about, like, questioning myself, like, who I am. Mm -hmm. Like, who's doing cartel? Mm -hmm. What do you do, bro? Mm -hmm. Are you a personal trainer? Are you a podcaster? Mm -hmm. Are you a comedian? What? Are you mm -hmm. a seminar guy? Do you do B2Bs? Mm -hmm. I kind of do all of them. Mm -hmm. But I think it's because I've had such a busy year last year. And for the first time, I've had time. <laughs> I'm overthinking things yes. that I don't need to. Just do what's working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm like... So to me, it's just a great question. So we... we Dude, and this is such a great point. And it happened to me yesterday. So I'm in this meeting that I was telling you about. And I hadn't seen some of these people for two years. Yeah. The last time I was there was 2019. And I'd only I'd only doing a little bit of what I was doing there. And they're like, so mom's like, well, Paul, I don't get quite, I don't quite get what you do. 
I was like, neither do I. <laughs> I help people get their shit together. How do you do that? Coaching? I was like, I do coaching, books, podcasts, public speaking, theatre shows. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> TV shows. Yeah. Radio shows. You know what I mean? I, I'm like, I do all of those things and I'm cool with that. I just help people get their shit together. You empower people. That's what you do. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. doesn't matter how you do it. You know, yeah. I can be serious. I can be fun. I can talk. I can write. I can c come in your ears. Do you know what I, mean? <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can do all of those things. But the reality is, we, we're value adders. We, we add value to people's lives. And I would just wouldn't get caught up in the how you do it. And you're saying you don't have to pinpoint how. Do you not be in the fitness game forever? No. Yeah. You'll not be talking about need up turning 24 7 in 10 years' time. You'll be yeah. doing it in a different way, but you'll still be empowering people. Mm. That's what we do. Darren Robbins, is that what you're saying? Darren, <laughs> <laughs> I might even live on my island. I might invite you to my island yeah, at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Well, but you know, that's what we do. No, we empower you. people. We add value. To, that's what we do. We're value adders. Yeah. We people wouldn't follow us unless they got value from following us. Yeah. People wouldn't give us money unless they saw value in giving us money. Mm. I know that I empower people because. People want to spend time with me, whether it's listening, whether it's watching, whether it's reading, whether it's coming to my seminars, my shows, because I make them feel more powerful after they've spent time with me. That's quite a big word, but I want an experience to me with me to be like fucking getting in a hot bath, you know, yeah. a red hot bath, yeah. not like getting in a lukewarm bath. I want, and, and again, <laughs> I don't know if it's practiced or what, but when you spend time with me, I hope that you go, go away, it being, it being better than you were when you, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't matter how it was. Do you know what I mean? No, yeah, Where right. it was. If you have coffee with me, I want that to be a fucking... I think no, yeah. I think every time we come into contact with people, they leave like an imprint on them. Mm. And I want that. I want people to remember who I am. Where do you go that for? Where do you go? My network's great. That's why I like spending time with you. Oh, legend. Uh, like, I love your company. I think I appreciate that. This is, this, man, this is part of the reason why I love this. This thing that I was on yesterday. Yeah. Because it's it's been a mad few years... And I've been the guy that people are plugged into. Yeah. So for me to be in that room yesterday and not be the speaker. Yeah. And not have everyone's eyes on me. And not to be on. And not to be the coach. Felt fucking great. I felt like I was on holiday. I was on a course and I felt, it felt amazing to not be the biggest baller in the room or the smartest person in the room. And the, do you know what I mean? It felt, it was really cool. Like it felt refreshing. Do you know what I mean? I didn't have to be the center of attention. It's I mean, I ended up being the center of attention. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't have to be. Do you know what I mean? I could just sit and listen and watch. And it was it was really cool. Do you find it hard sometimes? I'm starting to feel like this sometimes. I, some, mm -hmm. I sometimes hold myself back. Mm -hmm. I wait for the right time to speak. Because mm -hmm. I feel like if you're talking too much in a room, I don't think you've got time to learn or listen, right? Oh, I find it really hard. <laughs> this is when I first started my podcasts. I was like, Fuck me, I interrupt people a lot. <laughs> and you know why, Darren? It's because I get too excited. Yeah, I get all excited. I'm like, I need to say this right now. Yeah. So I had to start making notes because I'm like, I'm gonna have to, I'm yeah. gonna have to wait on that. Yeah. And it's because I'm used to be. It's because I'm used to being the center of attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm used to being the star. Someone, someone else is talking. I'm like, oh shit, I've got something. Ah, I need to say it now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's something that I try and practice. You just did it then. I was <laughs> <No>, joking. <laughs> You asked the fucking no, question. No, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but like, it, it's with someone like yourself, yeah. I always know it comes from a good place because yeah. you want to get it out before, number one, you forget it. Number two, you almost know what I'm going to say or what I'm going to finish with 
So you want to get there quicker. And I've got value. I feel like I've got value to, to add. add. Yes. Exactly. I feel like, oh shit, yeah, I've done that. Shit, yeah, that happened to me. Yeah. It's That's where it comes from a place of, 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 of like I say, mm. a good place because I think I can add some value to, to the conversation or add value to your life somehow. Yeah. You know do, what you think, mean? do you think people can say that the wrong way sometimes? <sighs> Depends if I make it about me. Okay. If it's about them, they often don't mind you interrupting. I think when people are listening to the conversation, they notice it, but the person I'm having the conversation with just feels energy. Yeah. It's an energizing conversation. It's yeah. interesting. So I'll interrupt. It's uplifting. Yeah. But if yeah. someone's listening in, I now get while they think, Puck and Paul, you interrupt people. Mm. But it's like a... Yeah. yeah. Do you think, not you specifically, anyone anyone with this, this I guess, topic I'm going to talk about, do you think it should always be about you, your life? Not you specifically, anyone. Well, you asked me this. Okay, I'm asking you. Y- you asked. Sh- okay. No, you asked me this a while ago. You Did said, I? yeah, you, you asked me a question. I think it was before your show. You said, Paul, what is it about me that you said something along those lines? Before my show. Oh, I you asked, asked you. me a question. I, I, I can't. Why was that I question? Think I asked you. I, I must have asked you before my show. I think when I you said, were putting the content together when I was putting the content together I said what is it about me that you want to see yeah. like why what is it why do you like being around me yeah why and it's because and I, who, who else is great at this Tony Jeffries who I've known for a long time he's great at it and it's the concept of being interested in people you are interested yeah in, I think too many people try and be interesting okay rather than interested you are interested in people that's why you're so great at relationships Oh, some might disagree. <laughs> <laughs> what I, what I, I should know. say, what I might want to reframe that is you're interested in too many people. <laughs> <laughs> you one at a time, bro, one at a time. But you know what I mean? That's why I like no, your company I, because you are genuinely interested yeah. in people. You can talk about yourself, so can I. Yeah. But I like to think I'm starting a master of the art of asking questions and showing interest Honestly, rather than trying to be interested. That is... I think how I've got to where I am today, whatever I'm doing, mm-hmm. is because I am actually genuinely interested in people and I learn from people so much. Like, mm-hmm. for example, uh, your audiobook. Mm-hmm. I'll read it, I'll listen to it, but I can go straight to the source. <laughs> I do this all the time. And talk to if the If I find guy, a good book. Yeah. Why wouldn't I get him on my podcast and have a conversation with him yeah. and learn from him like this? Because mm-hmm. this is how I learn mm-hmm. the most. I feel like... Human connection is one of the most important things in the world. And I think we're all looking for it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we all know how to express ourselves in a way or we express ourselves in a wrong way for the person to like us. Yeah. So therefore... Or to just get an opportunity sometimes to... And I felt this yesterday. People were asking me what I did and I, I, there was part of me was like, am I bragging here? Am I talking about myself too much? I was like, no, they asked me the question. Yeah. What do you do? I'm like, oh, well, I've got this best-selling book and I've got this author where I've had Tyson Fury on and I did this show. Yeah. It's almost like sometimes you can't wait to tell them, but then at the same time, I, I'm a bragging. And then my mind's going, no, but they asked me. You they asked me. <laughs> that reminded me. I spoke to Smith about this before my show as well. Yeah. He was in uh, he was in Texas and he came back for the show. And I was like, I didn't come him. back for my show, just... 
<laughs> just put that one out there. You didn't go on tour with him. <laughs> I've been everywhere. I, I said to him, I'll like, put the stuff together. I'll go, he goes, show me when you're done in it. We'll have a look. I was like, yeah, sick. So we went over it and I was like, don't you think it's too much about me? And he was like, Duran, it's your show. <laughs> it yeah. has to be about you first. Yeah, like you need to do that. Yeah. And then when you're doing something else, then you can do all that. But your stuff needs to be about you for yeah, now. Bro, so, some of the time, some some of my most popular podcasts where it's just me and Leslie talking. Yeah. Because it's a inside, it's a little inside look at what it's really like. Yeah. Because I get asked a lot, when are you going to have normal people on your podcast? I mean, that's a really interesting question. Because yeah. I see that everyone's normal. Yeah. I, I mean, I might have had a bit, of, bit starstruck when I met Tyson Fury, for example. That would have been cool. The reality yeah. was I met him. He was just a normal guy that was large. Yeah. Just a normal fucking guy. He was a... I was... Do you know when people say don't meet your heroes? I was a little bit worried about what he was going to be like. He was fucking incredible. I had the same. I way. loved his comedy and he liked my comedy. He was like, oh, we're doing, is that it? Are you not got any more questions? We were already, we were already like twice over the time that we booked him for. And he's like, Do you know, have you got no more questions? I was like, ah, ah, yeah. It was, but it was just, all of these people are just normal. Know what I mean? They're not, this is, so Chris Ramsey's quite a big deal now, but I've known him a long time. So I know he's just normal, but I, this is mad. I didn't even know this. I was the per first person that ever paid him, paid him to do comedy. Really? Ever. ever. How did that happen? In 2011. No way. Yeah. I'd, I'd heard about him doing the local scene and I had this boot camp thing and I said, do you want to come? It was before Max was born. Oh, wow. And he's 11 on Monday. Shit. So I said to him, I said, mate, do you want to come and do like a half hour set for, the, for me members? I put a Christmas party on. He did it. And, I've no, and that's why he did my show. He doesn't do other podcasts. He has, he has one of the biggest podcasts in the world. I was going to say, keep in mind, he sold now the Apollo 02. Dude, he's a presenter on Children in Need now. Oh, shit, yeah. He's a big deal. Mr. Saturday Night TV, he no. calls himself. <laughs> but he's he's selling out all these arenas and he came on my podcast because he remembered me. Yeah. He remembered me from that long ago. But again, everyone's like, he's a celebrity. I mean, he's been on fucking Strictly Come Dancing. I mean, how can you... You're a celebrity if you go on Strictly Come Dancing, but I yeah. don't see him as a celebrity because I've yeah. known him for so long. And he's done all those circuits where there's five people. So there are normal people that have just been doing what they've been doing longer than anybody else that wants to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was talking to Russell Kane about this. He's a, he's the funniest guy I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah, bro. Really? I can't stop talking about how funny he is. He's fucking mental. And he said, he, he was, we're talking about this. He said, you know what? Everyone wants to be a comedian, but not everyone wants to drive for four hours for a gig with five people there. And then drive four hours home, six nights a week. <sighs> they want it. They want the arenas from the start. They, want the arenas. they don't want to do that shit where they're driving all over the place. The struggle. Yeah, I the remember struggle. I did it the week before my live show. I did it after you know, like a sportsman's dinner after dinner an after dinner thing, and it was with Ray Parler. Ray Parler used to play Arsenal. It was supposed yeah. to be Merson actually, and it ended up yeah. being Ray Parler, and I was fucking terrible. I was terrible, and I actually texted Chris. I said, "Mate," I said. I fucking, he said, stop doing after dinner parties. He said, you've done, you've done your after dinner speeches now. He said, you don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. I was like, you know what? He's right. You have to do those shitty things first. Uh, yeah. Everyone's like, oh, you did a show. With, I said, the first ever seminar that I did was in about 2006. It was upstairs in a pub in the function room and six people came to my seminar. People aren't willing to do that part. They missed that no. part. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know, when you get, oh, it's all right for you. You've got all these followers. I'm like, how many do you think I started with? Yeah. You know yeah. how many I started with? None. Yeah. <laughs> you know how many people on my email list when I started? None. Yeah. It's funny when uh, all that fitness stuff started in water uh, on Instagram lives, Facebook lives, on Facebook that like me and Smith were doing. Yeah. 
I was writing down questions to my pretending people ask. Yes. Smith was doing the same yeah. as well. I'm sure you've done it as yeah, well. All the time. Someone, someone, you're just pretending someone asked you that. Yeah. No one fucking asked me that. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, everyone thinks you started it. Everyone thinks you had a head start. Yeah, no. You didn't have a, you didn't, no one gave no. you a head start. You just started sooner. No. You, you were a, you were willing to be a white belt sooner. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's almost like people want to get a blue belt before the start training. <laughs> You, you don't get a blue belt for showing up to class. You get a blue belt after showing up at hundreds of classes, getting fucking blitzed, armboard, triangle, choked hundreds of times. Do you ever... Um, I, was, I was talking to this to a friend, actually, and I was like, I think sometimes you get all these small luxuries, like making a bit of money, mm -hmm. living in a nicer place, mm -hmm. having a nice car. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about myself, by the way. <laughs> A car, what's that? <laughs> I remember driving, I remember you. <laughs> Dreamboat. And in my head, I was like, I pulled myself back. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't forget the mission. Don't forget why you started. Mm -hmm. Don't forget. Well, these are just little rewards to, for hitting, yeah. the, hitting the benchmarks, hitting but the like, milestones. These are just little milestones. Yeah. But in my head, I was like, don't get carried away, bro. This yeah. is not why you're doing this. Yeah. Do well, you ever get do you ever get into that? Well, brother, happened to me in 2014. So I got to this point where I'm living in a four-bedroom villa with a private pool in Marbella, amazing car, hot wife, making 30 bags a month, profit. Didn't know what to do with it. And I stopped. I stopped. I had no sense of purpose anymore. That's all goals are for. Yeah. To give you to give you inspiration. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? To give you inspiration. And the moment you stop, you've got nothing to aim towards. It's like, you know, bikes. Mm. If you if you stop pedaling a bike, what does it do? falls over yeah so you've got to have the bike's got to have forward motion humans we need something to aim for because if we're not aiming for something we've got it's like having a blindfold on and we just keep going around in circles because yeah. we don't know where we're going yeah so we focus on what we don't like we focus on bits of our lives that aren't working we focus on the past we've got nothing to move towards we just fucking fall over that's yeah. most people they've got no sense of purpose other than to get to friday night that's the only sense of purpose or the two weeks in turkey you know what I mean? Where they'll also be drunk. That was me. I just had no sense of purpose and I, I'd, I'd forgotten. And again, my mission changes all the time. Yeah. And then, so I can take a three-year mission and make it a 12-month mission. All right, what's my mission today? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that, that that happens a lot of the time. But yeah, I've taken my eye off the ball and that was my biggest problem. And it's not always about having more. I think often what I love so much about goal setting, it's not about what you get. It's about who you have to become to get there. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who I have to become on the journey to get that thing. I'm like, fucking hell, if I'm to do that, I've got to be fitter. I'm going to have to be a fitter guy. I'm going to be the more composed guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's about who you have to become. Um, and also, yeah, I think that's it. It's it's nice to have nice things and I love nice things. But what I, what I, what I think is more important is who I have to become, what skills I need to get there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's what personal development is. Not about yeah. the, the stuff's just a nice little reward on the way. I've just got my phone out because I put a story thing up right, to ask you some questions. All right, let's do it. Um, someone goes... Is it any about mash or cheesecake? A, a real legend... Uh, is that me, mum? Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Is that no, Leslie? No, 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 no. What's this person? A real legend is dead. Sick of the wrong... Sick of the wrong use of the word. The fuck does that mean? A real legend is dead. Are real, so legends are... <laughs> Oh, fuck off. Wait, fuck looking for a reason to be offended. Yeah, ex hey, exactly. Looking for a reason to be Same Prime example. Same man's probably on the Molly May thread giving a shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even read into what that was. No, I made I a post that. about it. But. I seen it. Yeah. I seen the clip in particular, and I'm like, thousands of men have said that. That's oh, the first thing I thought. Thousands yeah, of men have said yeah. that exact same a, thing. Is it, you know people what? I heard, the way, people are sitting waiting for her to fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or say something a little bit 
I looked at how old she was. She's 21 or 22. Mm. Successful. Dude, I seen something the other day. People giving James Corden shit. Because yeah. the headline of the newspaper said, an inside look at the seven million pound house where James Corden's yeah. isolating. Yeah. The comments on it were like, like what's wrong yeah. with people? It's like they're waiting to tear people yeah. down. But those are the same people that I was talking about who are sitting in the arena, sitting in the stands, watching life pass them by, spectating other people. So the only way they can feel significant is by giving other people shit. Yeah. Yeah. So Man, weird, but yeah. Yeah. Handle your own shit before you start giving other people shit. Yeah. Yeah. But it's easier though, isn't it? Yeah. It's easier to criticize than it is to create. 100%. Yeah. What is his top three things to do for himself? Ooh. Journaling. <laughs> yeah. Journaling is my non-negotiable. And, and I do. I get asked about it all the time. Journaling for me has to be a prompted experience. So I have a series of questions that I ask myself. What does that mean? Prompt. Prompted is I answer questions. I don't have a blank page. There's no blank page where I'm writing Dear Diary. I'm not doing that. Who creates the questions? Me. Nice. Master Coach of the Year, two years running, isn't it? So I know what world class questions look like. Okay. So my questions are things like, uh, how do I want to feel today? What's my number one priority? Who's somebody that I could impact in a positive way today? Who needs me to show up? Questions like, who do I need to follow up with to get a deal done? Um, what might challenge me today and how would I handle it? So, all these, so I do that in the morning, then I journal on the night. What was the best part of my day today? Who's somebody that I had a positive impact on today? What could I have handled better? How will I handle it better next time? Yeah. So this is prompted journaling for me. It's it's remember, it's questions that are steering wheel of the mind. Yeah. So I want to steer my, my questions are always steering me to empowerment and learning. Journaling's one. Second one would be ice bath. That's my new. Do that has sped up this long COVID recovery faster than anything else. Really? Yeah. Faster than anything else. People are crazy about this ice bath now. I'm not going to lie. Dude, I'm it's, not... it's, I've done I've done a cold shower thing for years now. Yeah. And I looked into it because of this anxiety challenge that I have. What's the first thing you do when you're anxious? <gasps> yeah. That's what happens when you get in a cold shower. So the third thing would probably be uh, meditation. Meditation. My yeah. guy. Probably. I would say jujitsu, but my body can't handle daily. Well, I think, you know, like, I think when it, meditation stuff, I think, um, I haven't been posting about it lately or doing stuff on my stories about it. How many times can you, it's a hard thing but to keep talking about. I, I actually, actually want to like really know more in depth about stuff before I want to talk about it. So yeah. initially when I do stuff like that, it's to Dude, you need people. my, I've got a guest for you that'll blow you off. I've, I've actually just booked one. Have you? Yeah, but I want to know who that person is. This guy is. Arjuna, who was yeah. my meditation coach. He's a yeah. monk. Oh, sick. He's from New Zealand. Sick. He's amazing. All right, cool. I want yeah, to hit you up about yeah, that. Yeah, I want to hit you up about that. Yeah. But meditation, like, anyone listening about meditation, there's many forms of meditation. It doesn't have to be there. It's one of the things mm. that I feel like it needs a different name now. So I have a program that I actually give away for free. It's called Meditation for People That Can't Meditate. No apps, no music, just literally timer on your watch. Yeah. Don't have to empty your mind. Yeah. You just use these little mantras and yeah. It's Me and Lucy Lowe talked about it actually. She, I think she did uh, TM. Yeah. Transcendental meditation where you just have a mantra. Yeah. I just have four mantras. Yeah. Easy. Simple. Doesn't think, need to be hard. I think it's because a lot of people are putting a, not a bad name to meditation. It's just to over-exaggerating what meditation is. You could, Walking and not listening to anything is meditation. Like, she did choose meditation, bro. Exactly. Uh, 100%. Yeah. Is he single? <laughs> Fuck me. Listen, not for 20... Four years. It's a bit mad, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's mad. You must think that's mad, you. 24 yeah. years. Yeah. You mad, start in the morning with ice baths, so I'll start with something. <laughs> <laughs> Who said I don't? My left hand. Dude, I'm going to tell you, Mads. Are you ready for a mad story? Uh-oh. It's rude. Wait, hold on. Are you ready for this? Mads going to be listening to this. <laughs> oh, it's fine. He was there. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, kind of. Listen to this. Actually, him and his mate, his mate was there as well. So listen to this. Okay, okay, okay. So I do this ice bath thing, right? 
This, I can't believe it. Leslie will crucify me for telling this story. Yes, then say it. So I had this ice bath, right? And obviously, you shrimp up a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Proper shrimp up. <laughs> and I go in a shower. And you know, sometimes when you're... Are you circumcised? Of course. Okay, so if you, if you, you won't know this then. No. So, guys, listening in will understand. So pull me foreskin back to give it a little wash, right? Get the cheese off and shit, right? <laughs> right? Check this out. It gets stuck. My foreskin gets stuck. What? Because of the change from my temperature. So get stuck. I'm like, shit, I can't get it back over. Leslie, Leslie, come here. She's like, what do you want me to do? So I was like, shit, I don't know. Nina's knocking on the bathroom door. Dad, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> I can't let her in. So yeah, so don't ever go out with the ice bath, then go in the shower and pull your foreskin back. There you go. Dude, It was. I was worried because I couldn't get it back, so I had to lube it up. Or convert yeah. and get circumcised. Yes. It's not for me. They're too sensitive. Too sensitive. Yeah. No, man. Yeah. Sorry, bro. I always say guys that are not circumcised, it's like wearing a bomber jacket. And if you are circumcised, it's like wearing a suit. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I bet it's less messy when you're circumcised, when you have a piss. It just looks fresh, isn't it? Yeah, fresh. Fresh. Um, um, big man. That was a great part. That was... That was fun. That was fun. I'll tell you what we haven't talked about. Go on. We haven't talked about, and I think we should. Okay, do it. Yeah, let's do it. Right now it's January. Okay, yeah. It, I'm, I feel like I'm interviewing you. No, no do it. Do it. Yeah, do it. I think we need to discuss how people can stay on track. With what? Anything. Anything. Yeah. It's, dude, it's all the same. Diet, same, exercise, yeah, meditation, I mental agree. health, relationships, business. Because everyone right now has a plan. Yeah. Everyone's working towards goals. I think most people listening to this are interested in personal development and doing better. 100%. Living a more positive, empowered life. Yeah. And I think that now it's is a good time. the time where yeah. people will start going back to default. So yeah. I wanted to, I just think this is a great thing to it talk is. about. Like, what are you doing with your clients, right? Okay. Yeah. Is this my podcast? No, no, no. <laughs> no it's good. It's good. It's good. I'll what start you, and then what I'll you to. What are you talking to your clients <clears throat> about, about staying think, with it? I think. I'll tell you what I say to my clients, but I think majority of people that are that are willing to make a change, mm -hmm. first of all, need to understand that you need to change something to change something, mm -hmm. right? The other thing is, I think a lot of the time people do the wrong plans. Mm -hmm. They do the plans they think that would be cool doing. For example, I want to train five days a week doing this many lifts and this many that. So they're going from zero to 100. <laughs> Darling, they're you, trying to skip 60 miles an hour, 70 miles an hour and go straight to 100. You go from, you haven't even done one gym session in the last six weeks. You're telling me you're going to go to five gym sessions and you're mm -hmm. going to keep it consistent over mm -hmm. the next uh, six to eight weeks. I remember having this conversation on my client call yesterday when someone told me they trained eight times this week. I said, everyone on the Zoom call, raise your hand if you're an Olympic athlete. <laughs> no. I fucking yeah. thought so. Yeah. Why are you training eight it's times a It's a funny thing, isn't it? Because it's you crazy. think it's positive, it's motivational, I might, but you can't keep that up. You can't keep that up. Nah. And you need to be, and like, as a coach, you need to be real with the people that you work with so you can mm -hmm. make an impact. Bro, I did this last week, you know. Yeah, last Monday was the, I think it was the 11th. And I remember specifically, actually it was the Tuesday, I woke up and I was fucking wrecked. Yeah. On a Monday night, I had a hard jujitsu session. I had a busy old day. And I think it's just, it's keenness. It's keen. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. It's just keen. And I was like... Comes from a good place. I'd set these targets on the flight back from Dubai. I set my three-year... I worked on my three-year vision, my 12-month goals, my 90-day goals, my seven-day goals. And I tried to... <laughs> this is mad. I tried to... And again, I'm an energized guy. I'm, an, I'm a passionate guy. I'm fucking excited. I'm, I'm electrified by my targets. And I'm trying to... I've looked at it and I'm like, I've tried to pull off 365 days of goals in 11 days. <laughs> Someone said to me, you're not fucking around with these goals, are you? And then on the Tuesday, I was like, I've just gone, I blew my load too early. Yeah. 
I've shot my load too early. We've all been there. Yeah. So <laughs> I just had to step back and be like, right, the plan is I've clearly tried to cram too much in too mm. fast. So I just took a step back and I asked myself two questions. What would be possible if I give myself a little bit more time? And that second one, who can help me with this? Who can help me? So I went from, I was going to go to a BJJ class and I did a private instead because then I wouldn't have got sucked into really hard sparring at the end. Yeah. So I booked a private instead and then I moved some things back in my plan. I took that, I just adjusted my plan a little yeah. bit. Instead of trying to force myself to stick to it, I was like the year, yeah. the year, which we're all working on year long goals, yeah. is 365 days long, not fucking 11. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So for me, that's one of the biggest things is that we got to look at a plan a little bit. Plan as well as invest in someone that you know you're going to connect with. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Don't get around people. Like yeah. this is why if I was a guy that was training in the gym, I'd join a CrossFit place or a place that does group training. Because being around those people that are on them, trying to do it on your own, mm. the lone wolf, yeah. I've got this saying, right? Men love being a lone wolf. Yeah. I think it's cool. The lone wolf's the one that fucking starves. <laughs> now I'm saying, Fuck. he's the one that starves. There's no such thing as a self-made man. Yeah. I say to people all the time, you've got to get around that. Yeah. You've got to get around that tribe. You've got to get around those people who are also striving yeah. around the mission. There's a time and a place where you do things on your own. Yeah, of course But you need to reconnect. Yeah, like no one's going to, no one's st still, none of these people are going to do the work for you. Exactly, yeah. But being on the same mission of them, it, being around people that are excited about life is fucking intoxicating. Yes. Like it is fucking, I say that anxiety is not contagious. Being around anxious people all the time is, you, you'll start to feel anxious. However, yeah. being around people that are excited about life is just, it's fucking, it's, it's yeah. like, it's like being plugged into something. It's empowering, yeah. It's it unbelievably it empowering. Is. It is, you it never is. drained in a room full of excited people. Nah. No, no, never, never. You keep looking out there, what are you looking at? No, I saw some people, I think they're waiting for us to oh, finish, they? but they can sure. wait, they can wait. They can wait. <laughs> yeah. Big what else have you got on, on not? I'm not falling off the wagon. I'm staying on track. What's that? What else are you saying? Oh, I'm not falling off track. Yeah, yeah. So we looked at the plan. So the plans. The other thing is the whole motivation thing for me, right? Everyone's like, what's going to motivate me? And you're right about what you said earlier about doing something that you enjoy. Yeah. I think one of the most important things as well is uh, just taking action and doing it, yeah. you know? And I, and I give, I always give an example of, for example, if you don't turn up for work, you're not going to get paid, right? Yeah. If people don't turn up for work, they're not going to get paid. Yeah. If you don't turn up to do your workout, if you don't turn up to do the, take action with the things that you need to do to yeah. accomplish whatever that specific goal is, you're never going to hit that goal. And you sometimes show up and do the warm-up. Just, just do, do the warm-up. Yeah, yeah. Do it. And, and people think they need motivation. I'm like, what if you just did it with no motivation? Yeah. What if you just did it without motivation? So it needs to... You it, can go on you. It needs you can to do it Without motivation, yeah. you can do things. People are like, oh, I need more confidence to do it. I'm like... The confidence doesn't come before. Yeah, yeah. The confidence yeah. comes after, not before, after. So you have to do some things while you're scared. Yeah. You have to do some things with discomfort. You have to do some things with uh, no confidence. You have yeah. to do some things without motivation. It's fine. Just and, do it anyway. And if you if you notice, majority of the things that you do that make you nervous is always usually the right thing to do. Well, that's where the growth is. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't get you don't get bigger muscles by lifting light weights that are too light. You got to hit that intensity. You don't get stronger by lifting lighter weights. You get stronger by lifting heavier weights, and that's guess what that is? Always uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> always. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't get stronger by just doing workouts with the same weight all the time. You do it by lifting weights that you're not sure whether you can. You know what? I, I must have said this before on Instagram story or something. See if you agree with this is you know how you have to overload with intensity to grow muscle? Yes. Right? You need to tear up those little muscle fibers to grow bigger and stronger ones so yeah. they're more robust. And for it the hurts activity, sometimes. For the activity that you're doing. Yeah. 
I think it's the same with your brain. Of course it is. When you have pressure. When people, you know when people complain, oh, I've got so much pressure, I've got so much all pressure. All pressure self-created for a start, by the way. Right? Yeah, all stress is self-created. It's unmet expectations, yeah. But, so you yeah. can turn that pressure, yeah. you'll grow from mental pressure, yeah, as just like you do of course, yeah. from yeah. physical call pressure. It, that's what they'd call your comfort zone. Your comfort zone's a mental construct. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And if you don't, if you stay in your comfort zone, I've talked about this with Smith loads of times, if you stay comfortable, you end up uncomfortable anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you may as well, and I love this saying, you may as well seek out challenge that inspires you because if you don't, you'll attract challenge that doesn't. Yeah. You'll actually attract, you'll attract discomfort that drains you. Yeah. But you can actually, you can go after discomfort that energizes you and inspires you. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I do. That's why I live my life like that. I'm like, oh, what's the next thing I can get uncomfortable doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Where, whereas, if I did it, this is what happened to me and my beer. I stopped doing that. I ended up uncomfortable anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? I ended up with challenge anyway. I ended up with pressure anyway. Yeah. Just, it was, it was, I attracted it rather than seeking it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you roll, again, I love a jujitsu analogy. If you roll them with a white belt, you're going to end up with, it. to stay comfortable, you're going to end up with a discomfort if you probably end up out of shape. You'll end up with a discomfort of not getting any better. You know what? thinking about all that I think this is why I'm really good with people because mm. I don't hold back with conversation with anyone yeah you can be black white rich poor whoever you are I will just the most, the, <laughs> Northern, the most uncomfortable conversations I like diving into those things yeah. and when and that's where the growth is in people and understanding people and this is this is why sometimes on those Instagram Q&A's I hold back a little because I'm like I need to, I'd love to coach you on this yeah I'd love to ask you my, one of my favourite questions is someone will come at me with a challenge or a problem or something they need to resolve and I'll be like what are you doing that's stopping you from resolving that people don't like that question because it forces them to take responsibility yeah, yeah, yeah. what are you doing that's contributing to this so they'll talk about people I'm like well what are you doing because in a relationship it takes it's it's a two person thing. Yeah. Like, what are you doing that's preventing this? Because yeah. I can't do anything about them, but what I can do is change how you feel about that or how you behave. A lot of people don't want to hear that. Yeah, it's too easy to blame other people for how you feel, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There we go, bro. That was class. It's cool. I fucking really enjoyed that. <laughs> I did too. That's gonna bang. Good conversation. <laughs> that's gonna bang. Yeah. They know where to find you, but you tell them, sir. Uh, the best place to go is uh, Apple Books because they're doing a special offer on Walmart. <laughs> they're like, no, I'm kidding. Actually, I'm not. So, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, paulmort.uk. Yeah. Do you know what comes up when you Google my name a lot of the time? Remember that Paul Walker of Fast, Fast, Fast and, and the Furious? When he died. Well, Mort means dead in French. Or sure. death in French, huh? So he'll often come up on like page two and three of Google when you put my name in, yeah. But yeah, you've, you, hopefully you'll be able to find me somewhere and give me a follow and Yeah, you'll find yeah. me. And yeah, look into what Mr. Paulmore's doing for sure, 100%. And I hope this, not hope, I know this gave you value, bruv. Yeah. Subscribe, share with your friends and family. Thank you for listening. It's the first podcast back after a little while. Come on. There's going to be more coming. Take it easy. Peace and love. Bang. Adios, hombres. Ciao.